Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. about the prosecution's closing are similar to the defense with respect to how long they took. I think in this day and age, a presentation should be 20 to 45 minutes, talking over an hour, which both sides did well over that, especially for the defense, is really pushing it with regard to what you should expect jurors to be able to absorb. And here's the thing, closing arguments aren't actually arguments. They're just a chance for you to tell the jurors that are on your side what they need to do when they go back to deliberations. Both sides could have done a better job with that. And ask, you know, 15 of those people and you get 15 different opinions, but that's one person who believed the closing arguments were too long in the Derek Chauvin trial yesterday. Um, I don't have any idea. Well, our mutual friend Dave, who's been watching every minute of the trial, agreed vehemently. He said the defense closing argument was almost ridiculously long. Really? I don't get that at all, man. I want two and a half hours, I think. Well, right. Ain't nobody got time for that. Two and a half hours. Leave them wanting more. Look, you can you can easily in twenty solid minutes give them a good solid handle to hang their reasonable doubt on, and if you go longer than that, you risk diluting it. I would think so. I, I think that's another mistake by the defense, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, my uh, Our friend Dave also, having watched every minute of the trial, virtually said um, he would be very surprised if it's not a hung jury. Does a hung jury lead to rioting? Because the guy basically gets off with a hung jury, right? At least for now. Uh, temporarily, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. Now, I've been saying from the beginning, I think there will be rioting because the hardcore violent uh, would-be terrors down of the system will begin smashing stuff and see who comes along. Yeah, we are all hoping to not repeat the summer, though, right? Where it went on mm-hmm. for day after day after day all across the country, all around the world. So that's what we're trying to avoid. Right. Oh, you know, that reminds me. I meant to talk about this earlier. Florida has passed, and Ron DeSantis is expected to sign an anti-rioting law that's really interesting. We'll get to that a little bit is later on. Rioting isn't already against the law? Well, it's uh, it's fairly specific, and it, it not only gives local authorities tools to prevent and stop riots, it also, listen to this now, folks, it also requires them to do it. It says taxpayers, businesses, homeowners, they're paying you good money. They're paying good tax money. You can't let the downtown get burnt down. You're not allowed to. Well, the governor of Minnesota made statements yesterday to uh, make riots more likely. Um, I thought that was just fantastic. And then you got Al Sharpton and other people like there on the streets making it seem more likely that there'll be a riot. And then you got politicians getting involved. The utterly horrific, morally and intellectually bankrupt Maxine Waters, Democrat Los Angeles, traveled to Minnesota to incite riots. Clip 40, please. We've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. But I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that say guilty, guilty, guilty. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. Well, we've got to stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they they know that we need this. More confrontational, more in their face. Make sure they know we mean business if we don't get guilty, guilty, guilty. Why does she just have that one, like, Fisher-Price speak-and-say megaphone? It seems like such a... You can get something nicer, I would feel. 
Well, she's she and her family have grown very, very wealthy as she's served an utterly downtrodden, crappy chunk of Los Angeles. We have a video featured at armstrongandgetty.com showing you her district, but that's a little off the topic. Wow, I didn't see this. Joe Biden says he's praying for the right verdict in the Chauvin trial and adds it's overwhelming in my view. The uh, president of the United States, the chief law enforcement officer of the United States, just announced what the verdict should be. Jonah Goldberg replied with, hot take, presidents shouldn't opine on jury deliberations or during criminal trials generally. Oh, my God, that's just perverse. That is something. All right, well, let's... Uh, it's overwhelming let's... in my view. We're going to play you a clip of the defense attorney talking to the the judge. If the president of the United States, who's a lawyer, by the way, if the president of the United States says it's obvious how this should turn out, and it goes the other direction, how do you not have rioting? Right, right. This is so dangerous. Here's the defense attorney talking to the judge about Waters' comments in clip 31. Now that we have U.S. representatives uh, threatening acts of... of, uh, violence in relation to this specific case uh, it's it's mind-boggling to me judge well i'll give you that congresswoman and waters may have given you something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned how do you like that way to fight for justice maxine you crackpot god there are stronger words i'd like to use but i'm a polite man And in uh, clip 32, the judge righteously, and it should be mentioned, he worked for Amy Klobuchar. He was appointed by Democrat. Um, Well, actually, I think he he won an election. I can't remember. But anyway, he's worked with the moderate Democrats. He's no right-wing nut. Um, Judge Peter Cahill on the uh, appropriateness of uh, public figures making statements like that in 32. I'm aware of the media reports. I'm aware that Congresswoman Waters was talking specifically about this trial and about the unacceptability of... uh, anything less than a murder conviction and talk about being confrontational but you can submit the press articles about that this goes back to what i've been saying from the beginning i wish elected officials would stop talking about this case especially in a manner that is disrespectful to the rule of law and to the judicial branch and our function i think if they want to give their opinions they should do so in a respectful and in a manner that is consistent with their oath to the constitution to respect a co-equal branch of government. Their failure to do so, I think, is abhorrent. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, so, well, the governor of Minnesota made some pretty strong statements yesterday. People shouldn't die from routine traffic stops. Well, nobody has, at least in the cases that are being discussed. That hasn't happened. So what, are you, what the hell are you talking about, dude? Fighting the cops because you have a warrant for a felony for gun offenses, etc. Committing a gun offense, then running from cops in the dark, then turning on them and getting shot. That's not a routine traffic stop. Where's that routine traffic stop, Mr. Governor, that we're talking about, sir? That's just unconscionable to say that sort of thing. When you got... uh, He mentioned at the beginning of his speech that over a thousand businesses were destroyed Mm -hmm. in Minneapolis. Completely destroyed. Many of them to never come back. Uh, in the writing last time. Yeah, Tim Waltz is his name, the governor of Minnesota, and he's he's a left-left Democrat, but I think, I don't know his act very well, but he uh, he attempted an interesting do-si-do. 
First of all, he made it clear he is way down with Black Lives Matter and the activists, and you shouldn't be killed for a routine traffic stop. But, of course, everybody agrees with that. Everybody. I just don't know what he's talking about. And so he really, really played the activist fiddle, good and hard. But then he pivoted to, but we can't let our cities burn, and we're not going to let our cities burn. We're ready. We got the National Guard out, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, if you can uh, if you can have your cake and eat it too, uh, Governor Waltz, I congratulate ye. Yeah, but but he, I think it may go very, very badly, and you will not be victimized in your governor's mansion. No, but mansion. If, if you insinuate, which he did as the governor, that people are being killed, black men are being killed in routine traffic stops, that didn't happen. But if the governor says it did, well, then, of course, you're going to end up with a riot. So what's the what's the point of beefing up your riot uh, response and saying we want a lot of riots when you just made it more likely that there will be a riot? I think that's so. What are uh, what are the regular American people's views of the trial? One could say, who freaking cares? Because most people haven't paid any attention other than the headlines they've heard. But here's why it does matter: if there's rioting in your town and the vast majority of people think the case went the wrong way, they're going to excuse it. That's why it matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Much less likely to uh, to be upset. Well, you can't blame people from destroying the Starbucks when uh, an innocent man was murdered by a racist. During a routine traffic stop for no reason. I think Chauvin should be found guilty of something. Um, I didn't listen to all the instructions on the various charges, but it seems like you ought to be found guilty of something to me. But anyway, what do most Americans think? Uh, 47%, the plurality, believe... Here's your question. By the way, here's the question. Great question. Should Derek Chauvin be found innocent or guilty of the murder of George Floyd? So it's just... There you go. Let's start there. Innocent. 47% guilty. 20% innocent. 33% not sure. Uh, So the plurality by quite a bit guilty. You break it down by party. Why would it vary this much by party? But it does. 62% of Democrats think he should be found guilty, while only 31% of Republicans, half as many Republicans exactly, believe he should be found guilty as Democrats. Oh, hey, getting back to that previous terrible sentence, uh, Tucker mentioned this. I should have asked for the tape. What is the name of the gal who's the legal commentator for was it NBC who tweeted they should they should convict their Chauvin he failed to prove his innocence this is their legal commentator said he failed to prove his innocence in one of the most idiotically fundamental misunderstandings of our justice system. I wish I could think of a gal's name. Do you remember that? I or? think she was a CNN person. I hope she didn't go to law school. That might have been CNN. You're right. Yeah. I mean, but oh, if you went to middle school, you should say, well, excuse me. I know this one. You don't have to prove your innocence. In other you're countries, either guilty or not guilty. In other countries, you do. Most generally history, totalitarian uh, regimes, oppressive regimes. Most of history, you've had to prove your innocence, um, which is hard to do. You don't have to in the United States, right? But the, the fact that I think you're right, it was CNN's legal commentator. Just, I mean, CNN is seriously a steaming pile of crap. I would not trade Baxter's output for CNN. It seems like an odd offer to be made anyway, but uh, if it were, I would not accept it. 
You got the eunuch, Brian, what's his face? Stelter, terrible. You got their idiot legal commentator who doesn't even understand the law, not even the basics of the law. They lie constantly. Uh, well, I wish nobody on either side would uh, would join in on these conversations, and certainly the president praying for the right verdict and saying it's overwhelming in my view. Every news organization is picking that up and running with it now because he just said it a few minutes ago. Well, it's a pretty big deal. I'm a jackass talk show host, and I know the president has to say we're going to let the system work. We have the greatest justice system in the world. The judge, the attorneys, the jury, they've been invested in this. We are going to let them do their jobs. The fact that the president doesn't say that anymore. It's and overwhelming for in one my thing view. Or another. Yeah. Whoa. God, that is obscene. We are, we are seriously in trouble, my friends. I hate to be all gloom and doom because I'm not. I mean, I'm going to go, I'm probably going to go hit some golf balls today. You're going to have time with your family. You're going to have a good day at your, at work, whatever it is. Life is, is good. It's a little complicated these days. I don't mean to bring anybody down, but I am seriously worried when, you know, we got rid of the crazy real estate guy, right? Right? Return to normalcy. Now you got this, oh, Joe Biden, for God's sake, who's acting like he's not even a very good president of the local Lions Club, never mind president of the United States. Uh, Yeah, Czar Beckett Adams, who we used to have on the show, he said, thank goodness we don't have a president who shoots his mouth off anymore. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, text line is 415-295-KFTC if you got any thoughts on any of these things, and we'll move on to other stuff. And obviously, if the uh, uh, opinion comes down, we'll, we'll bring it to you right away. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. On Saturday, played his first round of golf since becoming president, though he has picked up his driver a few times this year, but only to stop his dog Major from attacking a staff member. Get behind me! Everybody get behind me! That dog's got some scranton in him. That's pretty funny. Wow. That is Come pretty on. funny. Get behind me. <laughs> Um, uh, we got some new ducks at my house. I need to talk about that. But first this, um, a couple of quick things. Well, let me do this first. I don't want to get sidetracked. Uh, I don't know if you watch the NBA. We always get sidetracked. I don't know if you watch the NBA. I'm a big Steph Curry fan. And uh, the Golden State Warriors, he has 72 threes over his last 10 games, the most in NBA history. 72 threes over the last 10 games. What was that stat you hit me with, Sean? Uh, Steph Curry has six games this season with more than 10 made three-pointers. Second place all-time in the NBA, not just for a single season, is five. Like over a whole career? Yes, over the history of the NBA. And he has six this year? Yes. Oh, he has more games with ten plus made three pointers than all the other players with ten plus made three pointers combined in the history of the league. Boy, the NBA is dead to me, but I might have to—I uh, don't know—hold a séance and watch a game. <laughs> and nobody has ever hardly been more dominant in the NBA than Wilt Chamberlain was back in the day. And right now, Steph Curry is the first player since Wilt to average forty points a game on fifty percent shooting through ten games. 
Um, and well, Steph and Wilt not, was tossing it in from three, four yeah, feet away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Steph's not two feet taller than everyone else he's playing against. Yeah, that's really something else. Um, we should read the entire quote from Joe Biden. Does it make it better or worse? President Biden on his conversation with the Floyd family. So this is how it came up. Biden and Obama called uh, George Floyd's family yesterday. But anyway, so President Biden was asked, what did you talk about with George Floyd, uh, his brother, etc.? They're calling for peace and tranquility no matter what the verdict is. I'm praying that the verdict is the right verdict, which I think it's overwhelming. I wouldn't say that unless the jury was sequestered. So he did throw in that caveat at the end. He said that knowing the jury is sequestered. The problem is it's not just about affecting the jury. Um, you're telling the whole country that you know what the verdict should be. The guy should be found guilty. And if he's not found guilty, then the wrong thing happened. Yeah, clearly. And I'd like to prosecute Joseph R. Biden. Number one, how much of the trial did you watch? How much of the testimony? Very little, I'm guessing. You're the president. You're too busy. And as Jack, you said quite correctly, you just told the entire country what the outcome ought to be. Man, what you said last segment is so right. You didn't like Trump inflaming things, stoking hatred toward each other, and, you know, leading to violence in some cases? Joe Biden just did that. He just said something that's absolutely going to help stoke the flames of racism and lead to more mayhem in the streets if the verdict doesn't go the way the crowd wants. As did the governor of Minnesota. You know what? They're going to reap what they've sown. Unfortunately, we got to reap it along with them. Man, all our norms are gone. All of them are gone. And it ain't just Trump. All right? It seems pretty clear. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're betting that one small but steady investment for Angelino households will pay large dividends for health and stability across our city and, more importantly, light a fire across our nation. That's Eric Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles, using his inspirational voice. And we'll light a fire across this nation. As I set the example, everyone will follow. What a lame <laughs> Anyway, what are they talking about? What is he talking about? Their budget is coming out and how much money they're going to spend on the homeless dealio. I'm trying to make it as cushy as possible for junkies. It's a lot of money, especially for Los Angeles. We're talking about about $950 million going in, and it's going to come mainly through the city budget, which comes out in full today, and from state and federal COVID relief dollars. And there's also still hundreds of millions of more from the state that L.A. is likely to get in the coming year for homelessness, but it hasn't come through yet. So in the end, it's likely the city will spend upwards of a billion dollars on homelessness by next summer, but... Right now, we're talking about about $950 million. One city spending a billion dollars in a single year on the homeless problem, most of it COVID money, federal and state. Did you think when your legislatures were passing out the COVID money, it was going to go to a homeless stuff? No, you didn't. And the inspirational Eric Garcetti goes on. Los Angeles will launch the largest guaranteed basic income pilot of any city in America. We have budgeted $24 million to provide $1,000 a month to 2,000 households for an entire year. No questions asked wherever poverty lives in our city. There you go. Oh, more money for drugs. Yes, free drugs. 
the well, Stockton mm-hmm. program had some decent results, of, at least for the last part. And, you know, the... Yeah, I, the, according to the people running the program. Yeah, excellent and, point. And, excellent point. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm not uh, completely anti those things. I don't want to get oh, no, sidetracked. There, there is some benefit to yeah. it. Yeah, uh, admitted. Yeah. I don't want to get sidetracked on that. Although they always only work for me with the caveat of then there aren't any other social services. I mean, that's you got to you got to cut off all the other safety net stuff. We're giving you some money. Figure it out on your own. If you can't make it, it's your fault. Anyway, a billion dollars to the homeless situation in L.A. in the budget for today. Much of it COVID money. Uh, I Anybody want to take a wager that uh, a couple of years from now, there are more homeless people in Los Angeles rather than fewer? I would certainly guess that is the case. It, it will help some of the people Gil Garcetti is picturing, and there are some of them. The down and out, they, they try hard, but maybe they don't have the skills. Uh, maybe they've had I'm, a couple of bad breaks, that sort of thing. I would hope you help some people for a billion dollars. <laughs> you know, when you put it like that, it's a pretty good point. After a billion dollars in a year, if homelessness isn't gone in the city and you also have a detailed, repeatable plan for other cities to follow, you all need to go. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I Somebody keeps calling him Gil Garcetti. I have that habit. I don't know why. His dad, I know. OJ, blah, blah. I just can't get it out of my stupid head. Anyway, Eric Garcetti. Um, but uh, yeah, a, a billion dollars. So you're going to gap that small group of people who will be helped because they need the help. And that's fine. They're downtrodden or maybe, you know, it's, some people are just born with brains that don't work real well. And I don't want to see them starving in the street. Um, on the other hand, word is going to get out. Why do you think it's the junkies that call Seattle free addle? Because they like it so well. Because it's so cush to be a junkie there. You know what? Good luck. I'm glad I don't live downtown L.A., man. It is rough. Coming up in a little bit, you wouldn't believe how much we know about the jury in the Derek Chauvin trial. We've been talking about that. How well are they doing a good a job of keeping it secret? Because if the verdict doesn't go the way the president wants, that's right, the president of the United States has weighed in that it's overwhelming, uh, in his view, how it should go. So if the jury is against the president and all that is good and right, uh, there are going to be a lot of people trying to figure out who those people are and wanting to punish them. Well, we know a lot about them. We'll have that coming up in a little bit. And don't forget, Maxine Waters trying to incite a riot in case the verdict isn't exactly what she wants, which is first-degree murder, which isn't even charged. We added a couple of ducks to our household yesterday as uh, completely unintentionally out of nowhere. They went to a tractor supply. Uh, my youngest and uh, uh, and my wife, Laura and Henry, went to tractor supply and they had ducks there. And Henry really wanted a couple of ducks and they ended up walking out with ducks. Apparently. You got to change the name of the business to tractor and duck supply. Yeah. Yeah, they have tractors and ducks and a lot yeah. of other stuff. So moms know walking in there could be a duck issue. Do you need to provide like a little like Fisher Price pond or something that they can be ducks in? What what is it? What is the the, the duck habitat? So we got a little uh, little fence situation and uh, some water and food for the ducks. We have been letting them out in the yard to uh, play in the little uh, toy pool, which they really seem to like to do. Nice. They've, they're 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 about the cutest animal I've ever seen. This is ducks. still in their fuzzy phase. Yeah, right? okay. yeah, very fuzzy, and they're incredibly friendly. I didn't expect that. Are they? Aren't they hmm. a wild beast? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, although uh, especially in the duckling phase, they'll they'll cling to whoever's going to provide for them. Very cute. Yeah, I guess if you um, they take them from their moms, uh, well, they they hatch from eggs. Their moms aren't around, and you you feed them that way, and so they're used to people, and they see people as uh, as their moms and dads and protectors. And if you do that, they will just follow you around like a like a puppy for the rest of your life. 
these ducks, hmm. apparently. Now, I I know you what got, keeps them from just flying away? <laughs> See ya. You got chickens. <laughs> are ducks and chickens natural friends? That's Do- what I was wondering. So our dogs are okay with the chickens. I assume they'll be okay with the ducks. Um, the cat, cats God, don't I like birds. So. Cats, uh, cat, the cats stay away from the chickens because the chickens are too big, but the ducks mm. currently are pretty small. Um, but I don't know about the duck chicken thing if they, if they get along. If they do, I, I don't, you oh, need to ahead. start an Instagram account. Birds of a feather stick together. I, I, I'm more worried about the cat. Is that, does that apply? Birds of a feather? No. You're more yeah, worried about the cat. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the chickens give a damn about the ducks and or vice versa. Hmm. I'm concerned about the cat. I'm thinking that the, the cats. Cat, I'm thinking having ducks walking around the property will just be cuter than heck. But again, I don't understand what keeps them from flying off. The chickens don't fly away because chickens don't really fly. But the ducks could just they could head to Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> and, the, the at any duck, point they could peace out and say, "I'm I'm done with this." The duck is known as a very well-adjusted bird, Jack. The duck is thinking to itself, "Where am I going to go? The grass is always greener." Please, I got it good here. Anyway, so I asked what the duck cost, and Henry said uh, six dollars, and I decided six dollar duck is about the best band name I've ever heard of. So it's solid. <laughs> six dollar no duck. Tonight only. Two $6 ducks, which is a, a dozen dollars. Um, That's good. I just hope, you know, because remember, I got a $20 rabbit once that cost me 650 bucks. Oh, boy. Vet when goes. I got some sort of problem. I've had. Don't a, even recall what I've it was. had a couple of free dogs that ended up being into the thousands of dollars over their lifetime, certainly. Uh, I'll see what the ducks end up costing me. But I'll tell you. Baby duck might be the cutest animal I've ever seen in my life. They're tiny little furry wings. Do they make noises yet? Uh, okay. Kind of a little whacking. Oh, little, little mini quacking. Little mini quacking. Charming. Little mini bill. Love it. Oh, it's so cute. That's charming. I'll post some pictures on the Twitter. Um, So what we know about the jurors in the trial troubles me, because I think it's enough that if you really wanted to figure out who they are, you'd figure out who they are. That next. Armstrong and Getty. Working hard or hardly working? I'm hardly laughing. I'm already at work. I don't have time for a second job pretending you're funny. (laughs) Why don't you tell me something I don't hear every day? Like, thank you. (laughs) Hardly working? (laughs) Hardly laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, boy. Met a guy yesterday. Really nice guy. Nice fellow. I like him. I'm going to be uh, having a relationship with him. Not romantic. It's a business thing. I'll tell you about it later. Couldn't think higher of the guy, but he hit me with a face for radio joke. There you go. And I just thought, you have no idea. No idea. Nobody has any idea why President Biden weighed in on the verdict of the George Floyd trial. That's not something presidents or governors or mayors or anybody is supposed to do. Uh, he met with the Floyd family yesterday. They're calling for peace and tranquility, the president said, no matter what the verdict is. I'm praying that the verdict is the right verdict, which I think it's overwhelming. I wouldn't say that unless the jury was sequestered. Yeah, well, that wow, would be so bad. So he's comment, commenting on the even-handedness of the family and says, me, myself, I got an idea how it should go. We all know how it should go. That's crazy. When we're worried about riots all across the country? Yeah. The president is stating that there's a right verdict and a wrong verdict. And we all know what he means, so... Right, sure. 
I wasn't there. I didn't see the trial. I didn't hear the testimony, but I'll tell you what the verdict ought to be, says the president. So the Star Tribune has got a story on the jury. Because we have to break it down by race, they tell us that the jury is made up of a multi-race woman in her 20s, a multi-race woman in her 40s, two black men in their 30s, a black man in his 40s, a black woman in her 60s, three white women in their 50s, and a white woman in her 40s. So... No that, white fellers. That's uh, a white man in his thirties, and then a white man in his twenties. You gotta, oh, you gotta like the fact that we've just decided that you have to break things down by race. That's just a given now. Nobody even bats an eye at it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're we're so far from the we're supposed to be colorblind. In fact, what's his name? Coates believes that's a racist statement to say you're colorblind. So, um, so we break exactly. it down by race with the assumption, I guess, that that has an effect on how you're going to deliberate. Yeah, only a black person can teach a black person. Only a white person can be a juror for a white person. Only an Asian person can whatever. Yeah, that's the new racist America. It's great. And and then the Star Tribune goes on. So they don't give the names of the jurors, obviously, because everybody's worried about the jurors' safety. If for some reason they should let Chauvin go, the mob is going to be out to get them. So they don't have their names, but they do have a white man in his 20s. He's he's from Minneapolis and works as a chemist. Um, that's more information that I'd want out there because there's a whole bunch of people that know I'm a white guy in his 20s who's a chemist who might... Yep. It's a good them. start for doxing somebody and terrorizing them. Or, or how about this one? A black man in his 30s. He immigrated to the United States 14 years ago, went to school in Nebraska, moved to Minnesota in 2012. He works in information tw- technology and lives with his wife and dog. I know he people speaks, who could find him in half an hour. He speaks multiple languages, including French. That's a whole lot of detail about somebody. There's got to be a dozen people that would know who that is based on that description. And one of them will talk. And you only need one of them to say, oh, yeah, I used to work with that guy. That's Jim. Yeah. That's brutal, man. I am surprised to hear that. Why are they telling this? Why, Why do we need to know this? God, that's dangerous. A white woman in her forties, jury juror forty four. She is a single mother who works as a high level executive in the nonprofit sector focused on health care. Wow. Wow. You have given tools to some truly evil people. I, oh my a black God. And, man in his thirties. He works in banking and coaches youth sports. And absolutely people are gonna nail down who that is. Wait a minute. Yeah, Bill hasn't been to work for, for like two weeks. Right. He's the juror. And you know what? When something truly horrific happens, the Minneapolis Star Tribune will take no responsibility for it. Not one. They won't even think about it. Can you come up with a journalistic upside to reporting that information? No. 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 Not unless you're convinced that, well, obvious somebody who looks, obviously somebody who looks like this and does that for a living is, is down on black people or up with white people or, or soft on Hispanics or whatever because you think in that racist way. Man, that's rough, dude. Yeah, I, this is this is this is an odd time. I'd say it is stockpile weaponry, folks. That's my uh, recommendation. I'm hoping that because police forces all across America are so ready for this, and windows are boarded up, um, and people have a, I think, a more nuanced version of what happened with the George Floyd than they did at the time last summer, um. That things won't get super crazy, but maybe I'm a fool. Yeah, I'm trying to find that. Uh, what the heck did I do with it? Uh, I got so many windows open over here. I'm trying to find uh, 
Uh, Ron DeSantis is expected to sign an anti-riot bill. There it is. Uh, da, 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 in Florida. This is this is kind of interesting and in what could be more apropos. It passed the how the Senate, the Florida Senate twenty three seventeen, largely on party lines, passed overwhelmingly in the House. The bill permits citizens to sue a local government if that government does not stop a riot. Defines riot as a violent public disturbance involving three or more people acting with common intent, resulting in injury to others, damage to property, or the imminent danger of injury or damage, according to WFLA. Adding that the bill, quote, creates a new second-degree felony called aggravated riot, which occurs when the riot has more than 25 participants, caused great bodily harm, or more than five grand in property damage, uses or threatens to use a deadly weapon, blocks roadways by force or threat of force. How hard does the government have to try to stop it? I don't know. That's interesting. Ron DeSantis said some words in praise of the bill. The bill prohibits, quote, specific assemblies from using or threatening to use imminent force against another person to do or refrain from doing any act or to assume, abandon, or maintain a particular viewpoint under certain circumstances. Because we know there are places across the country that absolutely, it certainly appeared the police were just standing down and let businesses be destroyed. Right, right. Oh, the part of the bill that most upset Democrats, it grants civil legal immunity to people who drive through protesters blocking a road. Prevents, uh, prevent people arrested for rioting or offenses committed during a riot from bailing out of jail until after their first court appearance and imposes a six-month mandatory sentence for battery on a police officer during a riot. I love that idea. Why, why, if it's a riot, I can punch a cop. Somebody explain that to me. I don't get it. Well, we could get the verdict in the trial at any point, and um, it was announced yesterday. The judge announced if it comes down in the afternoon, which it is already uh, in uh, Minnesota, um, if it comes down in the afternoon, they'll announce it in the morning, the next morning. Just, you know, the the likelihood of being able to control a riot goes up if it's announced at 10 a.m. as opposed to, 5 p.m. Right, right. And the minute the judge uh, lets everybody know we have a verdict, the National Guard, the state police, the local police will swing into action, get everybody in place. I got the idea. It was stated rather specifically that the events of last summer will not be repeated. I hope not. Final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty are brought to you today by... Two ominous notes separated by six octaves. Here's, here's your host, Joe Getty. <laughs> Let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap up the show, including everybody on the crew. Michael, pressing the buttons in the control room, our technical director. Michael, final thought. Well, after hearing how cute baby ducks are, I want to get some, but I live in a condo, so that might be a problem. You can do it. Yeah. Hey, Jack, are you going to feed them with your mouth to help bond? You put food in your mouth. And I they wasn't planning it on up. it, but let yep. me think that over. Regurgitate it. It's the way you show love in, in Duckville. Positive Sean, our producer, final thought? I will once again be uh, giving my closing thoughts to one Scott Sice, uh, the employee of the month. Do you work here? Obviously, yes. How many people do you know wear a name tag recreationally? Wait, you think I'm behind the counter because I got lost? Do I work here? No, I'm just dressed like this because I'm going to the midnight premiere of Ikea the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 
Jack, a final thought for us? No, I'm going to force feed the ducks until they're so fat they can't move. Kill them and eat their livers. That's what I'm going to do. No, I'm not going to do that. Yummy. No, I'm not going to do that. My final thought is a simple one, but it's heartfelt, and I hope you all understand that I mean this sincerely. Maxine Waters is an awful human being. Awful. She has stolen from taxpayers. She has incited violence. She has encouraged violence. She has excused horrific violence. She's gotten people out of jail who committed murders. She and her family have gotten rich. Her district sucks. She's a liar and a brute and will cause people to die. Maxine Waters is a terrible person. Willie Nelson has appealed to President Biden to make today a national holiday. Today, April 20th, is also known as 420, which is a code for smoking pot. Nobody seems to really know why, but uh, it is. So there you go. That'd be an odd national national holiday. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all those clicks and articles and videos and all under hot links that we mentioned. It's armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us. There's something we ought to be talking about. Send it along. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We'll see you tomorrow if you're not too smoked out to show up. God bless America. Today is what you might call a very unofficial American holiday. It's harder to imagine anything more inappropriate. But I know this. You need to respect the chair and Uh-oh. shut your mouth. True you. Oh, man. <laughs> and immediately I wanted to just scream out and say, get your ass to Mars. You piece of loser. Yeah. Smart guy. Absolutely diabolical behavior. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Got the damn one, huh? On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.